The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Thank you so much for your patience tonight. We had a little bit of technical difficulty coming on air, but we are here live right now. So thank you so much for listening to the Keeping It Beauty show. I am your host tonight, Monique Cannon, standing in for the wonderful Akilah C. Thompson, who is actually in Jamaica this week. So she won't be able to join us tonight, but I am excited uh, for all that we have to cover tonight. The things that Akilah is doing in Jamaica, we'll share about that. Um, I hope you all had a beauty-filled weekend and that you're excited for another beauty-filled week. So if you had a case of the Mondays today, uh, you're in for a real treat because the guest that we have on tonight is sure to have you excited and energized by the end of the show. And she may even have you saying, boom, boom, tink, pow. Um, I'll share more about that a little bit later in the show. And if this is your first time listening to our show, I just want to say welcome. And you can listen to our archive shows on our website, keepingitbeauty.com. So you may ask, what is this Keeping It Beauty all about? Well, Keeping It Beauty is a show for teens and young women to empower you to be beauty. We have redefined beauty, which is an acronym standing for beautiful, extraordinary, ambitious, unlimited, talented, and young. Myself and our show's host, Akila, along with a dynamic lineup of our special guests, take time each week to discuss anything and everything that we can to help you be the best you that you can possibly be. We want you to elevate your dreams, your love, and your life. So earlier... I mentioned to you that Akila is in Jamaica, and yes, I am a little bit jealous, but that is okay because she's doing some great work. So while catching up on some much-needed relaxation time with her boo, Sean, um, she's also working very, very hard. And as most of you know, I Am Beauty is a movement. Um, so... This, this movement includes the I Am Beauty Boot Camp for teens, um, I Am Beauty Coaching Program for women, both which will have a next session launching in January. So be sure to visit IamBeautyInc.com and get you or someone you know registered. Of course, this is the season to give, so why not give beauty to a friend? So giving you a little bit about this whole Jamaica experience um, that Akilah is taking part of. Akilah always goes to Jamaica each and every year for the reggae marathon. But this year, she, she decided to add on a special service component. Um, she was able to speak with teens there 
She's been doing this over the last week. Um, she took some donated hair care and hygiene products that the community sent our way. And the Hanover Educational Institute in Jamaica is definitely, definitely loving on her, and she is loving on them. These students are taking part in the I Am Beauty Boot Camp experience. She has been able to... Um, to speak as a keynote speaker at the Hanover Educational Institute's Candle Dinner. So shout out to Akila, the founder of I Am Beauty, for doing her thing, along with Sean Bernard, the founder of Color Coded, who took along some insightful tips and tricks for learning how to code websites as well. So all of this is very exciting, and I just wanted you to know a little bit more about what this movement is all about. I mean, we're international. This is big. This is exciting. But I promise you that this is just the tip of the iceberg of what's to come for 2016. So again, make sure you're following us on social media sites using the I Am Beauty Inc. underscore handle, searching our hashtags, I Am Beauty Bootcamp, um, because this is the first of many trips. And uh, I can tell you that Jamaica is calling I Am Beauty's name and they are saying, come back, come back, come back. So that's just the first place that you're seeing us kind of travel right now. And then we're going to be making our way around the States as well. If you want to sponsor, you want to support the movement, visit IamBeautyInc.com. I mean, really just help us continue to do what we do for girls and women all over the world. So with all of that being said, I know that you're all excited about this topic tonight, which is happiness. And I mean, just saying it just gets me excited. Just saying the word happiness gets me excited. And over the last two weeks, we've been talking a lot about taking leaps. We had our friend Geoff Cooper on. Um, he's from the Caribbean. He was an amazing guest. He left us with a lot of nuggets. And tonight, we want to keep that energy going with the ambassador of happiness, Stacy Flowers. And she's going to share some insights as well on what we should be doing to keep our happy or perhaps get our happy back. So Stacy's not only the ambassador of happiness, but also an international um, speaker, an entrepreneur, business strategist, author, consultant at Metro Community College in the Equity and Diversity Department. She is a mom, she's an aunt, and she is ultimately an inspiration to many around the world. So Stacy is so committed to teaching people to live beyond perceptions, boundaries, and limiting beliefs that we wanted her to come and share those same thoughts with us on the show and with our listeners. So let's welcome Stacy Flowers to the the show. <laughs> Welcome, Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. <laughs> Yay. Happy holidays yes. to you. Did you have a great Thank weekend? You. Yes, I had a wonderful weekend. Very, Good. very relaxing. <laughs> Right. I went to a play last night that was put on um, in town. It was a great show. Kind of got me in the holiday spirit. So I'm already in my happy zone right now. Anyway, I love this time of year. So I just, mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait to hear what you have to have to say to our listeners and just get them started on the right track. I mean, 2016 is on its way and many people I are know. preparing for that. So I think you'll definitely be able to help us out. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. I'm truly honored. Thank you so much for considering me for this night and to be on your show i'm really 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 truly honored so well thank you you we know that you're busy and i know this is a little off topic but since you hailed from omaha um i just wanted to know did you see the whiz on nbc last week by chance i did oh my goodness yes i did see the whiz it was so good 
Are you it talking was about the part really, I think you're talking really about? Good. It was really good. And there were like all these references being made to Omaha, mm-hmm. which, you know, was kind of interesting. And I just wanted you to share with how did that resonate with you? And, and what does Omaha mean to you? I mean, it's the good life. So maybe mm-hmm. there's something that really resonated with you through that. Yes, it does. I think what people fail to realize is that Omaha is in the center of the United States. And so what I like to tell people when I'm traveling, especially when I'm international, is that I literally am born and raised in the heartbeat of the United States of America. And so people can usually pick up on what that means because so much power and greatness comes from the middle of America. And I think, I mean, I just think a lot of people are asleep on it. The Wiz, they did an amazing job. She said it so many times during the show. I was like over the moon about it. But I think, you know, people actually did a little research. They don't really have to dig very far and they'll find out that we had great people come from this city. Uh, For example, Malcolm X, he was born here. Um, He's responsible for blacks in America being able to have basic human rights. I mean, that is powerful to know that this man was born here. We have Warren Buffett who's here. We have more millionaires per capita than any other city in the United States. So a lot of great people are birthed from Omaha. So I think when The Wiz was considering the writers and everyone was putting it all together, I think they were very intentional about saying, you know, you should reconnect to the heartbeat of this country because it's important. So I'm excited. It just made me so happy just seeing it. I was like, yes, I'm going off. Right. I mean, it is smack dab in the center of the United States and a lot of people just don't hear much about it. So mm-hmm. I think in that positive light, um, there was buzz all over the Internet about Omaha and hashtags mm-hmm. and people asking questions. And, you know, maybe they'll get to know some of that rich culture and that rich history and really learn about the people who are coming out of the Midwest or this mm-hmm. city. You know, and I think that you're one of those phenomenal people that's spreading the word and traveling internationally and you know we want to know about that story tonight you know we want to know about you being one of those power players and heavy hitters that's in the city and you know just let our listeners know I mean who is Stacy you know and I am beauty we like to start off uh, with our teens and, and even with our women with some I am statements you know I am statements mm-hmm. are powerful we talk about affirmations and leadership and just that personal power of the mind so if we were to say I am or rather you were to say I am and fill in the blanks give me that power pack statement of who Stacy mm-hmm. Flowers is mm-hmm. that, that is really powerful Um, in the I am beauty fashion, I would say I am happy, which for me means I have vision, I have purpose, I have family, friends, wealth, and health. I am happy. That is what I mean. Look at you. And I'm sure that there are a ton of people who want to get to that place where, you know, they do have vision for their lives or or perhaps they have vision and they're trying to figure out how do they navigate. You know, we talked about how uh, Geoff talked to us about taking leaps and really acting on different things. And so, you know, I want to tap into that a little bit more, um, that power that you're talking about with that purpose and that family and the friends and, you know, the wealth and the health. I mean, those are big categories in each of our lives. So Mm -hmm. what would you say as far as, 
you know, the what that has shaped all of these words for you. I mean, tell us your story. Tell us about Mm -hmm. what brings you happiness and where did all of this happy business come from? Hmm. So the story is actually quite interesting. So I think it was, it was, it was in part a little bit of natural talent in terms of me speaking. I'm, I'm very blessed to be in a position where my actual natural gift is speaking. And so it allows me to be able to really magnify my message of happiness and really share it with a ton of people. But before sort of all this happened and people were getting wind that I was serious about helping people to understand happiness and to live happy, um, it sort of started in a place where I was a teen mom. I was 17 years old. I was pregnant in high school, and it was really one of the most traumatic experiences that um, I had just any person will ever experience, but that I had experienced. And interestingly enough, it was so challenging for me that I dropped out of high school because that was common. It was familiar to me. I kind of knew if I I dropped out, I would be able to work, and that would be how I would um, improve my life and improve my son's life. And it just so happened that I was at a high school where in order to do that, you have to formally withdraw, you have to sign papers in order to be able to be released. And the day that I went in to sign the papers to be released, my guidance counselor, this amazing human being, gave me an application to the College of St. Mary. And so when that happened, that was like a singular moment that changed everything for me. So I took that application, re-enrolled back in high school, and even though I was back in high school, I was still very traumatized from this very private act becoming this very public experience for everyone, and so I didn't speak. Um, if you sort of asked me outside of my guidance counselor, Ms. Fearless, who my teachers were, I couldn't tell you because I was just, I was so in my bubble, so I completely stopped speaking, completely stopped using my gift, and I buckled down, studied, um, and I eventually graduated from high school, which which was a really big deal in my family because I was the first person on my mother's and father's side to do that, and then I went to college, and when I started college, the first day of college, my son was three and a half weeks old, so education sort of became the foundation for what I began to build everything from. And it was in that environment that I started to bump into mentors who sort of noticed that I had a knack for talking. (laughs) And so they would say things like, well, can you just come and um, tell people, you know, why you're in school and, you know, you started school when your son was three weeks old. Can you just tell them about that? And I was like, you want to give me a microphone so I can tell people stories? Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I was so excited about it. (laughs) And then, you know, I went to Exactly. Like I went to college in St. Mary and it was this all women's college. And for me, it was like the greatest gift upon graduating from high school. Cause I'm like, I get to go to college and I get to raise my child. Like what universe is this? Like I am so blessed. And so I was so enthusiastic about it and so excited about it that, you know, the first time I got up there to sort of share my story, you know, my mentors were like, Hey, um, you're really good at this whole speaking thing. Why don't you try this? And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be a lawyer when I get older because I want prestige and I want money and I need some stability <laughs> in my life. So no, I'm not going to be a speaker. That's not a real job. <laughs> so I was, I was very, very dismissive of it throughout my undergrad, but fortunately I kept really great people around me and they just kept putting me on stages, on stages, on stages. And so I was like, okay, the speaking thing is just sort of this background thing that I just do because I'm capable, but it's not necessarily what I'm going to do with my life. And I graduated from undergrad and I went on to get my master's. And when I was working on my master's, I was created in human resources. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to be, after I decided not to go to law school, I was like, I'm going to be the 
HR director somewhere, but instead of being the HR director somewhere, I fell into training and development, which basically meant I was back in front of people speaking and sharing stories and trying to teach them. And so it was kind of like this thing that um, kept coming, you know, in the beginning with me being traumatized and sort of losing my voice, and then with me literally coming back to myself by sharing my stories. It was this really beautiful sort of process that was happening. And so by the time I graduated with my master's, I had opened up a consulting firm where I was doing HR work and training and and developing, and I just kept getting this pull about speaking. And so I was like, okay, God, um, this keeps happening. This pool is there. So this is what I'll tell you this, God. This is what we'll do. If you can help me make money from this, then I will (laughs) go and do the speaking thing because me and God are friends. So when I talk to him, we just (laughs) talk like we're friends. And so God was like, okay. And literally um, about a month after I uh, had sort of said that in my prayer time, I got booked for my first paid speaking gig. And my speaking fee was, I I was on the phone negotiating and they were like, oh, what's your speaking fee? And I was like, oh, it's $3,500 because I just thought there's no way someone's going to pay me $3,500 to come and speak for 40 minutes. And they were like, that's great. That was within our budget. Um, So are we going to be taking care of your airfare? And I was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) You know, so I was kind of like, blown away, but I was also really blessed because I entered into this market um, with people telling me that they, you know, they wanted to hear me. They wanted more of my voice to come to the surface. And so the what that drives me sort of started from me just wanting to come back to myself, me leaning on my natural talents, but then me having some really amazing people around me constantly reminding me, you know, Stacey, you're good at this you should try this, like you should do this, you should go over here, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And and then ultimately me saying yes to God and me saying yes to my calling and and I kinda wound up into this space. So it was a very windy road, but it was a it was I think every turn that I took was completely necessary to get to this point now where I'm actually able to talk to people about happiness and I'm able to go beyond the borders of my country and talk to people in other countries about that. And again, that sort of happened, you know, God was just tapping on my heart. He was like, look, this is what I told you to talk about. And I'm like, but God, I can't, I can't just, can't just talk about happiness. (laughs) And he was just like, you can talk about whatever I tell you to talk about. And I'm like, but nobody's going to get it. And he's just like, that's why you're going to talk about it. And you're going to explain to them that happiness means being who you are, being yourself, being who I called you to be. And then you being who I called you to be, that means living by the vision that's inside your heart, not living by sight, but living by vision. And as you're living by your vision, you're ultimately walking in purpose. And as you're walking in purpose, those family and those friends and those relationships that you're building around you will begin to make sense. And as they begin to make sense, your wealth, not just monetary wealth, but your wealth in general will rise. And as your wealth in general rises, your health follows suit. And that's what life is supposed to be. He was just like, you know, I gave you this life to live. It's supposed to be a gift, and people get away from that. So you will be my messenger for happiness to remind people how to get back to that space. And I've sort of just been doing that ever since. Well, Windy wrote it. Yeah, Windy <laughs> wrote it was. I mean, gone from yes. single mom and dropout or quasi-dropout mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. You know, having those support systems, though, is what I heard, you know, throughout the entire yes. thing that every step where you felt like I'm falling down, I'm, I'm falling off the wagon, there was someone to pick you up there. 
You know, there was someone to remind you of what God Mm -hmm. was saying to you. You're going to be the messenger. And at that time, back when you had your son, you didn't know what his purpose was in your life. And didn't you write a book about that? Yes. Yes. What was that that book called? Yeah, uh, the book is actually called Pregnant with Purpose. And it's interesting because we'll have these experiences in life and we don't know what they are meant to do. Because had I not gone through that experience, I wouldn't have. I mean, a lot of my courage comes from the fact that, you know, I, I, my whole adult life, I've been someone's parent. I've been responsible for making sure that someone understood life. I've been responsible for making sure that that person becomes a good citizen, that person becomes a good man, right? And so with me having sort of that responsibility early on, I mean, I took a crash course in life. I took a crash course in finances, relationships, everything. Everything happened very rapidly. And I had to quickly digest these life experiences so that I could give them back to him in a way that he could continue to live his life. And so my first book, Pregnant with Purpose, that book was born out of me wanting to share with other young parents, any young parent, single parent, or any person who's really experiencing a difficult experience a lot to understand that even in that difficulty, there is purpose. And if you can connect to the purpose of that difficulty, you can overcome that situation. And in you overcoming that situation, then that test can be the testimony or that mess can be the message that then you share with other people to be able to liberate them from what they're going through. Because, you know, a lot of the doors that are open for me in terms of speaking, they're open because of my academic background, my education, and some of the relationships that I have. But once I get in that door and I get on stage, people bring me back, people ask me to speak, it's because of the stuff that I went through in life, you know? When you're sitting in a room and you're talking to 50 CEOs and everybody in the room is, you know, 30 years older than you and you are you are invited to remind them that their work is important and that they should live happy. It's like, what do you say to them? Well, I usually start out by saying, you know, my son who's 13 and then instantly they're like, wait a minute, my child is 13. You had a 13-year-old child, like clearly I can learn something to you. And it's, and it's just this beautiful weaving that I, I mean, for me, I attribute all of that to God. It's this beautiful weaving where he was just like, I'm going to make you credible. I'm going to make it possible for you to be in rooms with people who you shouldn't be able to be in rooms with, but you can relate to them and you can speak life into them and you can speak happiness to them in such a way that they will walk away and they will receive it from you because of everything that I've taken you through and the disposition that you genuinely have on life. I mean, it, it, it blows my mind. Like literally sometimes I'm like, why are they listening to me? But then I'm like, Oh, I get it. It's because even though I'm younger than you, even though I don't look like you, we are going through very similar experiences. We have gone through very similar experiences. So it's really quite beautiful the way that that all sort of worked out. I agree with you. I think that that's that's huge um, because a lot of times people are limited by, you know, their age or whatnot. And I know Mm -hmm. you're out here speaking the message of don't allow, you know, anything to limit the possibilities on your life. And we, we mm-hmm. echo those same sentiments to our audiences. And uh, I've noticed that no matter what the age, when you find that connection point, mm-hmm. everything else just falls into place. Nothing else matters at that point. You know, not Nothing. where you're from, not your age, not your background, not your socioeconomic status. All of that kind of goes out of the window because now you're just a person 
with another person. Now it's just souls Mm -hmm. connecting and minds connecting and, you know, ideas being birthed or transformation taking place. And that's what I'm hearing throughout this entire message is that even though it was a windy road and even though the weaving doesn't always make sense as the as it's coming together, you can look back on all of those experiences and say, I get it now, or I partially mm-hmm. get it now, or I see how this plays into it. I don't know how it's going to play into the future, but I see how it's played into this moment right now. And one of the things you mentioned was just the crash course on life experiences, whether it's relationships mm-hmm. or finances. And I know watching you on Facebook, I've seen that you do some different things and you have some different tactics that really allow you to stay in, to, in, stay in control, you know, so to speak, mm-hmm. or to not get too down. And you have this glasses, you know, full, not even half full, glasses full perspective. So mm-hmm. how does someone shift from the place that you were before, the place where you were hopeless and it was a traumatic experience for you when you were with child? How, how does that shift to getting to here 13 years later? What can they do to help with that mindset shift? Um, I think one of the first things that I would encourage you to do is shift your circle. Um, shift the people that you are connecting with. And, and how we mentioned earlier, you were uh, when you were kind of summarizing my early story, there were pivotal people at each of those moments. And what from my experience and from my research and studying anyone who's gone through anything is that they had people around them that were able to help them get out of their situation. I think sometimes, especially for women, what happens is, is when we are in that, you know, traumatic point or when we are in that low point or when we are in that stress point, we don't want to ask for help. We don't want to say, I don't know how to do this, but the way that you get to the space of being great, the way that you get to the space of feeling better, the way that you get to the space of hopefulness is to reconnect and to establish those relationships and relationships with the specific types of people. That's the first, I always tell people like, who are the people that you have around you? Because you're going to be the average of the five people that you associate with the most. And I know that that seems so rigid and it's just like, how can you know that it's that you, every single person is the average of the five people that they choose to associate with the most. So if you are feeling quite depressed, look around your circle. I can guarantee you there's at least one other person in your circle who is feeling that same thing. And you have to be willing to step outside of that circle and connect with someone who can lift you up. For me, when I was in high school, that person was my guidance counselor. Because when I dropped out of high school, I came from a family where every woman was sort of pregnant in her teens. And it was just commonplace in my family. And so it was sort of a comfortable space with my family. It was uncomfortable for me to listen to my guidance counselor and go to college, right? When I decided to step out on faith and start my first company, I mean, I had to make sure that I had specific people with business knowledge and awareness around me to make sure that when I was doing this act of faith, faith, I was still doing it properly. So the first, first thing, and I I think the, the, the first, first, first thing that everyone has to do is just be very mindful of the relationships that they're keeping and how those relationships are impacting their day-to-day life. And um, you made a reference to, like, the financial piece. That is a really big 
thing for me right now. I had declared last year that I wanted to pay off all my student loans in a year. I didn't get a payoff in a year. I paid off a significant amount. But I realized in me trying to pay off those student loans, I was kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off. So I was like, okay, I need a system. I need some support. I need to ask for help. Because even though I'm making headway on this goal, I'm not spending the right time with my family, not spending the right time with my friends. I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I'm angry. I'm, I'm not a good version of myself. So at the beginning of this year, I said, you know what? I need some support. There's a man on the radio he's always talking about. He will help you to manage money God's way. And I said, you know what? My way isn't working. It's not enough. (laughs) Yes, I'm paying off debt, but I'm losing in these other areas of my life. So then I connected with him. I invested in his program. I went and I got in a class. It was nine weeks. I connected with other couples. I connected with other people who were a part of the program. And then I sit and I listen to him every day. Every single CD that he has is in my car. So no, I don't have a one-on-one relationship with, and his name is Dave Ramsey, and it's Financial Peace University. If you are struggling financially, look that up. But I don't have a personal relationship with him, but I listen to this man every single day. I have a six CD changer in my car. Every single CD is a CD from his program. And it's like, so when I'm telling you to shift the people that you're hanging around with, it doesn't have to actually be the physical people. I spend more time listening to Dave Ramsey than I do any other person in my life about finances. So for me, that's a shift. And you can see that, like how you were saying in my Facebook post, you can see that I stay on the up and up about my money because I'm constantly listening to this man who's telling me to live like no one else so later I can live like no one else, who's telling me that I can truly pay off all this debt and I don't have to be in debt for the rest of my life. Because if I listen to some of the people around me more than I listen to him, I'm going to believe that debt is required. I should stay in debt. I'm never going to do it, et cetera. And then I get down in the dumps and I don't like being there. So, so, I mean, speaking of that, like when you get down in the dumps, I mean, you know, you've shared a lot of little nuggets about shifting your circle and even not having to have those personal relationships, but finding the resources and the tools, what would be some other resources and tools? um, If I'm, working to get to that happy place if I you know I again I see that vision but it seems out of reach and there's really no one in my circle yet that I can connect with and I know I'm 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 doing the best I can to network with new people and find new circles but it's hard so sometimes Mm -hmm. I go home and I just sit alone like what could I be doing are there videos that I should watch or books that I should read or you know what are some of the things that maybe you could recommend to people to do to kind of pull themselves up when they get down before they get to that, that circle of friends that might be able to help. I mean, they can come be friends with us, but you know, before they do that, even, <laughs> what could they be doing on the way? Um, I, I think, okay. So if you aren't able to immediately shift your showgirl and connect to other people, I think then, um, going, going internal. So this is, oh, so this will be specifically for the person So we might have to break it up because I think that depending on where you are, the remedy is different. If you are the person who you sort of have a vision in your mind, it seems in sight, but you are uh, bogged down because it it feels hard getting there. Um, You can't necessarily see the road and and you are um, dealing with just not having the motivation to continue, not having... The, the, the confidence to feel that the idea or the thing that you're moving forward toward is worth moving forward towards. 
for this particular person, I think the best thing for you to do is to go inward. And for me, what I do personally is every single thing, every single idea that I have, I take it to God. And I don't know um, the background for everyone who is listening to this, but I take everything to God. And in those moments, in those quiet moments when it's just me and God, and I'm talking to him just as much, just as clear as I'm talking to you on the phone right now, it's as simple as me saying, you know what, God, I feel alone right now. What do I need to be doing? What, what can I work on? I feel useless right now. I feel like my skills don't matter. I feel like my talents don't matter. And then after I sort of expressed all of the things that I'm feeling, all of the things that I'm thinking, I sit, quietly and I don't say anything and I wait and it's in that waiting space that I'll get an insight, some inspiration. Um, somebody might, you know, put something up on Facebook and it might just be like a quick little note. Like if you're not following me on Facebook, I would definitely follow me on Facebook. I send out morning roses every morning to kind of keep your spirits lifted because I get it. You're being bombarded all day with messages that tell you you're not good enough. Your idea isn't going to make it and that you should be comparing yourself to all these other people. So, those, but those sort of insights, like if, if, if there's a message that just pops up and it's right on time, it's like for me, that's that answer. So that person who sort of has a twinkling of a vision, but you're just discouraged because the journey is hard, understand that that journey is fortifying you and take it to God. Get quiet and just wait for your answer, you know? For the person who doesn't have even the beginning of a vision, you're not really for sure, like, how do I even start this whole happiness thing? <laughs> like, cause I get that question a lot. A lot of people are like, I don't really know where to start. And what I tell those people is you have to start with what you want. And I know that that sounds simple, but you will be surprised at how many times I will ask a woman or I will ask a young girl, what do you want? And she can't answer the question. And then I have to explain to her that part of your misery is because you are living inside of someone else's dream. You are living inside of someone else's want. Until you know what you want, you are never going to be happy because your vision is sort of birthed from the place of wanting, the place of desire. And then after you've pondered that, what do I want? What do I really want? You know, when people ask me, you know, what do you want for your company? I tell people all the time, I want to go public. I want to be a multimillionaire. I want to send my son, my future kiddos and my seven nieces to college. And I want to cash flow that. I want to make love to my husband debt free. These are my true wants. Now I could say something like, Oh, I want to make a million dollars because I want to, you know, cure cancer, which is a noble cause, but that's not my truth. And so when you're sitting down and you're asking yourself, what do you want? You have to get to the heart of your truth. So you figure out what you want and then you write that down. And once you write it down, that's just a form of you being able to express it. I'm telling you, it's powerful. These, these tips seem simple, but you would be surprised how many people don't do it. So you write it down and then you've written down what you want. And then you spend every single day for the rest of your life going after that. And, and I mean, that's, that is great. I mean, that's great insight because the starting with what you want, um, I think so many people think they're the only ones who they're not clear on what they want. Um, but it's really simple, like you said, to just take that time to be, to be with yourself, to write mm -hmm. it down and be okay mm -hmm. with not knowing right then. Be okay with and saying, okay. I've been living someone else's life. And also be okay with your truth. Like I Absolutely. sell happiness. 
I know that sounds cool right now because, like, for real, like, made a song about it and, like, it's kind of trending. But when I first, like, said yes to selling happiness, you know, the first thought in my mind was, did you pay $168,000 to these private universities so that you can sell happiness? Like, the first thought in my mind was not, this is a great idea. No, the first, I was petrified because I thought people were going to think that I was silly. I thought, you know, my, the very first stage that I was given a great opportunity to be able to talk about happiness was at the ICANN Women's Leadership Conference. And I go to this, so I'm, I'm, this is the stage that I want to speak on. They finally invite me in. I have a meeting with the CEO. This is the CEO of a 21-year-old company that hosts an annual conference every year at the biggest arena that we have in Omaha, Nebraska. And she's sitting down with me. And when I sit down with her, we, we do our introductions and we, you know, we do our courtesies and we get to the critical point where she says, okay, Stacey, what do you talk about? Now I'm sitting in front of a CEO of a 21-year-old company who, <laughs> whose work is designed to help women be better leaders. I could have said, you know, I talk about leadership. But in that moment, I had to declare what I really want and who I really am. And I had to tell her the truth. I talk about happiness. I, that's, that's who I am. And I had to tell her that truth, just like when you or whoever is listening to this call is sitting down, you have to tell yourself the truth. What do you really want? Because if you don't, you will get caught up in someone else's dream, someone else's vision, someone else's something, and life will be miserable. I wake up every single day blessed, genuinely happy, even on my bad days. <laughs> my friends are like, this is kind of ridiculous, but I'm like, even on my bad days, it's a really good day because I get to do what I love. And doing what I love allows me to create space to have what it is that I want. But if I never knew that I wanted to send my seven nieces, my son, and my future babies to college, if I never knew that, I wouldn't have went on the journey to becoming debt-free. If I never knew that I just wanted to honor God and the purpose that he put inside of me, I never would have said yes to selling happiness. If I never, if I never sat and figured out what I want, I wouldn't be in this space. It just wouldn't happen. It goes back to all of that weaving, though, that's happening. You know, it's mm -hmm. all happening for a reason. It's all happening for a purpose. And we live for a legacy. You know, when you wake mm -hmm. up every day and you live in your purpose and you live in your truth, it's just a magical space to be in. So I, mm -hmm. I definitely thank you so much for sharing your story and being transparent um, with our listeners because... Again, that's just something that you can't always get from people. You know, people are afraid of their truth. They're afraid to share their yeah. truth for fear of judgment, for fear of, you know, I might fail because someone may know what my past was like. And then they may say, well, mm -hmm. maybe she's not as credible as, as we thought she was. And maybe she doesn't have what it takes. And, maybe, you know, we go to the extreme of what if mm -hmm. they said this from a judgment standpoint instead of saying, saying like, that person is 30 years older than me, but they connect with me. I have right. something to offer to them. You know, mm -hmm. so I would just say, um, you know, what is that last little nugget that you'd like to give to um, the listeners that are listening in? And, and what, what do you want to say to them to just keep them energized, keep them focused, even if they feel like they're at that spot where, oh, my gosh, I just want to give up. This is too hard. What would you tell them? 
Well, I mean, first, I want you guys to connect with me on my social platforms because here's what, that's going to happen. And the reason, and it's so funny because my friends are like, you're always doing so much, you should calm down. But it's like, the reason why I am on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I have a podcast, I have a YouTube channel. The reason why I have all that is because I understand that real life happens in between moments where you're listening to this and you're doing what you have to do for your real life. So I have all these resources that are designed to kind of keep you inspired keep you encouraged, keep you believing, and keep you understanding that there are other people who are on this journey with you. I have a great community on my YouTube channel on Stacey Flowers TV. I have a great community on Facebook. So I would definitely say connect to those resources. Connect to those resources. They are available to you. They will always be free because I love you, and I genuinely, my deepest desire truly is to inspire people to live happy. So connect with me on social, and you can find me everywhere at stacyflowers.com. Um, if you go to my website, all of my social handles there are there as well. Um, and for those of you who are just sitting on the call and you took this time, this hour out of your day, to listen to Monica and I go back and forth and her to interview me. I'm so excited about this. Um, my closing words to you would be that, you know, happiness is truly the ultimate luxury of life. And in no matter what it is that you're doing, you're sort of moving towards this end game, this end idea that when I get there, I'm going to be happy. And I encourage you to step back from thinking that when you get there, you're going to be happy and change it to, as I'm moving in that direction, I'm going to be happy along the way. Because I talked about it in the beginning, the weaving, the in and out, the things that didn't make sense that now make sense, those are the things that keep me at this sort of pinnacle of happiness because I do look back on those moments and I say, you know, I'm not there anymore. I'm here now. So instead of just getting caught up in that final destination, that final dream job, that final dream weight, that final dream, whatever it is that you're dreaming about, get excited about the journey. Get on this path, connect with right people, access resources and tools that are going to keep you inspired, and be happy along the way. Because happiness is for you. It's for everyone. Well, I couldn't say it any better, and I really <laughs> thank you so much, Stacey, for joining in tonight, um, being on the show, and just teaching us how to turn our test into testimonies and our mess into messages and shifting our circle. I mean, there's so many different nuggets that we can take away Um but I think most importantly, just being mindful of our relationships and what we're choosing to associate ourselves with so that we can actually mm -hmm. stand in our truth, so that we can actually, you know, be able to say those public things um, that you're saying about your love life and, you know, you're wanting to take your company to the next level and, and send your nieces and nephews along with your son to college and just have a legacy that resonates with so many people and just pays it forward for years to come. So I hope that this has been a message that gets into the hearts of our listeners and I hope they start following you and, and just going out to your page and having a smell of the morning roses and doing their happy dances <laughs> and all of that. And then I, I also know that you're having a vision party, right? Coming up here. Yes. Is that the new year? I am having the ultimate vision board party. The ultimate it is just vision party. Yes. 
the <laughs> ultimate vision board party. Um, it's just after the new year. And the reason why it is the ultimate vision board party is because it is the last vision board party that you will have to go to. Because what happens, you know, vision boards are this sort of trending thing, but people don't realize vision boards are an incredibly powerful tool. It is one of the most powerful tools any ambitious human being on the planet can use because it causes you to focus on what you want and literally call in everything that you want at a soul level into the physical world. It's amazing. And so at this vision board party, I'm going to teach people sort of the principles that I've been using over the last decade to manifest the life that I'm living right now. Um, I usually do it with a small group of friends, and as they started to, like, pluck up and have all these great experiences, I was like, okay, I need to share a little bit more of this with the world. So this is the last vision board party that anyone will need to go to because you will learn the truth about how to manifest. You will learn the skill for manifesting. You will learn how to bring every single one of your desires into your reality, which is super awesome. <laughs> it absolutely is awesome. So, ladies, gents, whomever, get ready. Ultimate Vision Board Party. Visit stacyflowers.com for more information. To our listeners, thank you so, so much for joining us. We want you to know um, <clears throat> that... 2016 is going to be epic for us. We know it's going to be just as awesome for you as well. And so keep listening into our show each and every week. Go to our keepingitbeauty.com website to sound off. Let us know what questions you have, the topics of suggestion or suggestions that you have for the show. We want to hear from you. And if you even want to be a guest on the show, um, like Stacy tonight, then definitely, definitely uh Give us that info on keepingitbeauty.com. Ladies, we have our next session, again, of the I Am Beauty Women's Coaching Program. It's starting in January. If you are ready to put some focus in um, after that ultimate vision board party, we'd love to coach you in the areas of fitness and finance and business, relationships, whatever it is, developing professionally. We want to help you, again, elevate your love, your life, and your dreams. And to our teams that are listening, thank you all so much for taking time out of your busy schedules. IMBD Bootcamp is coming back in January. We'd love to have you in the next session. Visit imbeautyinc.com to claim your seats. And again, as always, support this mission and this movement to continue to help girls and women step boldly and confidently into their dreams. We need you as a volunteer. We need to hear your voice. And we also welcome your financial contributions at imbeautyinc.com. Again, thank you all so much for joining us. Join us next week, same place, same time. Tell a friend about I Am Beauty and also about Stacy Flowers. If you need to find um, any resources, go out, hit us up. We'd be happy to help. Um, and again, everyone be beauty. Have a good night, everyone. 